Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave, I'm here with Amy, and we're here to preview and talk about the Akibasho, which starts tomorrow in Tokyo, Japan. Sumo is back, baby. Yeah, so excited. As usual, starting to prepare, starting to get all the info in makes us super excited about Sumo coming back. It seemed like so long in between. I think that we said this in our Banzuke yeah. episode, but I think, it, I mean, it has been longer than usual. Yeah, and the way, I mean, me personally, I tend to not interact with sumo so much in between the basho. Yeah. Uh, obviously the 15. I'll feed you little bits of news yeah, here yeah. and there. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. But <laughs> when the basho starts, obviously it's our whole life, but um, completely agree. feels like a long time since we're sitting here talking sumo. So for any new listeners, we are in Melbourne, Australia. At the moment, we are in lockdown again because, as I said in the Banzuke episode, our, our government wasn't so great with the old vaccinations. We've, we've got about two sitting in an old fridge somewhere. <laughs> no, I think they've been given out. We're four or five weeks in. Yeah. And I think it's going to be another at least six weeks. Yeah, look, Melbourne had a massive lockdown last year in 2020 mm. and it's looking like this one's going to go for ages, which is wild because we're seeing around the world Everything is in such different states of, yeah. of flux and, and openness. So uh, we are obviously in the same house together. We've been there uh, for all these five weeks and we're going stir crazy. But sumo, well, sumo. Exactly. What a relief knowing that the sumo is going to be on every day and we're going to be here talking about it. That's right. So in Japan, the state of emergency has been extended until September 30th. So we will get to have some spectators and some vibe of sumo at the Kokugikan, but, but not full. Yeah, and I guess we keep a close eye on these numbers in Tokyo because, you know, we might see it go back to not having spectators or in the worst case scenario, which is still very much a possibility, they could cancel the basho. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're going on the the Olympics where they decided to hold it without spectators. It was, I would say, very successful. It was yeah, certainly it was, a bit of it? a lifeline for, for people in Australia. A lot of people watched it and, and just really, really enjoyed it. And they did a good job of it not becoming a COVID disaster, which I think I was halfway expecting. Yeah, the numbers definitely went up, didn't they? But it wasn't a disaster. Yeah. Um, it They got it under control again. And I don't know, being here and watching it, it was, I love the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a lot of people think it shouldn't have gone ahead, but uh, it was it was good to see. And it, it certainly showed that they, they have their protocols under control. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the Olympics, there was a sumo personality who we were looking forward to seeing as part of the opening ceremony and that didn't happen and that was Hakuho. The Olympics have been a big line in the sand for him for years. Um, he's said publicly numerous times that he wanted to be part of the opening ceremony, be there as Yokozuna and after that announce his retirement. We sat and we watched it didn't see him. I know, like every sumo fan, I reckon, was yeah. eyes glued to the screen for that opening ceremony. <laughs> we were just waiting. We're like, where's our boy? He's coming. And, and He's we, about to come. Maybe next, maybe next. Yeah. And we sat through some very interesting, I'd call it Japanese contemporary theatre. Yeah. The theatre I didn't love. Well, there was <laughs> but nothing. But those um, where they did the, the shapes of the Oh, the icons. Okay, where, icon where they mimed the sports—that's completely different. I was talking about the kind of Friday night um, middle-aged drama club vibe. And it was like a play, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like a play. I don't know what the message was, um, and I didn't know how Huckleball was going to fit into that narrative. <laughs> yeah, but right. I was like, they could make it work. 
They didn't dip a whole lot into the uh, traditional side of Japanese culture, did they? Like they no. had the kabuki theatre. They had a little bit of that and I thought that maybe that was what they had chosen to go with. It sort of had the vibe, that opening ceremony, of something that had been really, really cut down. Well, hang on. You, you need to remember that two of the creative directors for the opening ceremony oh, were, that's right. were sacked. Problems with women. Problems with women. Didn't like them. Didn't like them. No. Shouldn't be part of making decisions. Yes. <laughs> so also, it must have got reimagined three times then, but also with the background of a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing they got anything out at all. Oh, I know. And um, there, oh, were, there were really enjoyable bits, but there was no hakaho. The lighting of the flame was particularly well done. Oh, with yeah, no, with Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Yep, that, that was, was great. lovely. But as you said, no hakaho. Yeah, and it actually is massive. It sort of faded away a little bit now because everyone was watching. There was a lot of chat in the discords and in all of the groups. You know, we didn't see him. How are we going to see him, first yes. of all, before? And then afterwards, we didn't see him. And, you know, nobody really knows why. There were no, there was no information as to why, I, so we can just guess. Yeah, I thought something, um, well, something came across my desk that was, it was COVID restriction related around ricochet movement. Yeah. Um, so that he could risk being there. And then we start, we're still in denial. We're like, he'll turn up at the closing ceremony. Mm. And he didn't. He didn't. He did turn up at the judo, <laughs> which is where he <laughs> wasn't allowed to turn up. There was a bit of a kerfuffle over that. And yeah. uh, the PR manager for um, JSA was like, he definitely shouldn't have been there. And then whoo, silence. On I, that I mean, and it's such a huckahaw move too. Knows he shouldn't be there. Poses for a photo with the gold medal winner. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to hide it. It's not like he's there in sunglasses and a, and a you know, sports a wig. jacket. A wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't hiding it and, yeah, he wasn't allowed to be there. But I haven't heard any consequences. No. Another, yet another slap on the wrist, I guess, for him and he just takes them and moves on. Well, it feels like forever ago, the Olympics, but we're here now with the Aki Basho knocking on our door. Lots to talk about. There is. I mean, Teranofuji is the massive news, isn't he? So 73rd Yokozuna, we've seen him do his first Doyo Iri at uh, the Meiji Shrine. We've already talked a little bit about that. It was very stately and wonderful to watch. We got a little YouTube stream of it, which was great. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to feel real to me until he does his Doyo Iri tomorrow. Yeah. And he'll be the, the only one oh, doing it. He will it. be. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Well, yeah, Hakaho won't be able to do his because he and the rest of Miyagino Bea are Kyujo. This is a freaking disaster. It's really, really bad news, especially after Hakaho showing last time that incredible 15-0. We wanted to see the Terunofuji Hakaho rematch. Really. Yeah. I mean, I guess we said before that the Olympics weren't a COVID disaster, but maybe this is our, our COVID disaster yeah. that came from it. I don't know. Uh, it's... It came from Hokuseiho. So Hokuseiho, the prodigy of Miyogino Bea, is, uh, has finally made it to Juria. Not finally. It's so quick. It's not like he's been doing it for 20 years. He has shot to Juria and it was going to be his very exciting debut and unfortunately he got COVID. Yeah, I'm shattered about this. Yeah, they're all um, vaccinated. I believe everybody now is is double vaccinated. So I don't think we're, we're worrying too much. I mean, the health of Rikishi are always a concern because of, you know, various ways that they live their life. But um, I think from all reports, he is okay. But because it was so close to the basho, the rest uh, of the stable has to be out. Terrible news. Ooh. 
So that's Enho oh, of the uh, Sekitori, that's Enho Ishiura, Ishiura, who fought so hard to stay in Makuchi. Yep. And of course, Hakuho. Have we heard about rank freezes? For... I don't think there will be. I don't think there can be anymore. Right, okay. But we haven't. We haven't heard. Okay. No. And probably we we won't. They only announced that big one because it was so many people. I think they announced that ahead of time. But some of the other ones, Kai say when he got it later and things like that, they, they didn't announce until afterwards mm. what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, we're still being rocked by COVID in the sumo world, it appears. Yeah. And a real shame for Enho as well because... Uh, he's Jurio, what, 11? Oh, he's 11, 11 yeah. 11, right. So an Ishira at Magashira 12, that means that if there is no rank freeze, Ishira will drop from Maguchi and yep. Enho will drop into Makushita. Yeah, wow. I he, think they'll do a freeze. You reckon? Yeah, I think because so. of Because it's Hakoho. Maybe that would make them uh, not, not do a freeze. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The other COVID news, of course, was um, Ichi Nojo. So he uh, contracted COVID a little bit earlier than Hokuseho. It was pretty much straight after the, or very close to the training. And so there are a whole lot of other rikishi who had to go into isolation, including Takiyasu. He spoke about that. Uh, so he had to have some days off training there. Ichinojo was definitely double vaccinated, which is great, and uh, didn't have symptoms, but it was a bit of a scare. But the good news is that he's back. It's amazing. And uh, I mean, I, I guess with this type of case, we start to see what maybe next year is going to look like with everyone being vaccinated, but COVID probably still going around. So great to see that uh, he was able to get it. He was asymptomatic. Obviously it was picked up through regular testing, but he's been cleared to participate. Yeah. Which is great news because I'm really feeling Ichinojo at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but he's drawn a bit of a stiff uh, yeah. <laughs> opponent on day one, the new Yokozuna Terran of Fuji. Maybe he should have taken the first day off. I think so. If he had have known that, he's like, oh, no, still <coughs> feeling a yeah. bit bad. <laughs> yeah, up against Terran of Fuji. I mean, mm. I'm keen to see that matchup, actually, because Ichinojo, if he's in the right frame of mind and if he has been able to, I guess it, he could have been off training for a bit. That could impact him. He was at as I said before, he was at the um, combined training over the three days. Uh, so he did get to participate in that at least, but maybe a little bit since he's been and look, on he, the down low. They, they've fought 11 times. Ichi Nojo has beaten him twice, mm -hmm. so it's not impossible for him. Yeah, is that recently though? <laughs> uh, let me check. That's a great question. Is it recently? Because, you know, you look back in Terunofuchi's files and it's always like, oh, no, it was back in. Back when he was around before. Yeah, it's true. Uh, 2015 on day 14, he beat him and also 2016. Yeah. yeah. So really in terms of recent history, they haven't fought. Yeah. Yeah. But did you know, Jack? He could, he could give him a, a, a go. What do you think about Terunofuji's form? Do you think he's going to, um, now with Hakuho out, mm. we'll talk about predictions later, but uh, do you think he's going to drop any? I think, I think there is a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. He's Shin Yokozuna. This is his first showing at that rank. Uh, all eyes will be on him, especially in those first few days. Uh, but I think he's going to do very, very well. Absolutely. Uh, we have heard from a variety of Rikishi before the Basho. They always do their interviews. So the biggest mystery for me is Takakesho. We haven't heard a lot from him since. He went out with this kind of mystery N nerve, <laughs> nerve problem back yeah. injury. He said 
in the interview that, you know, all his problems are his own fault and he's not doing well enough and he can control the injury and all the usual Tucker Keisho things. <laughs> um, I just can't – he's an utter mystery to me at the moment. He really is uh, quite elusive in the media in terms of he really plays things by a script. You, I think everyone just expects that he's just going to give you the line – that has no meaning behind it. But really, it's not until he steps up there, we will see what is actually going on. Now, that said, I think he was in pretty good form before that injury forced him out last Basho. And I think I'm not alone in saying that I want to see him do well. Yeah. And it just feels like this injury has been niggling away at him and stopping from Stopping him from completing a full basho. Yeah, and maybe it's always playing on his mind. I mean, maybe it's something that you can never quite tell what's going to twinge yeah. it. Like, okay, if you if your elbow plays up or your knee plays up, you kind of know strategies. Like Terunofuji, strategies you can take to protect them. But if it's a yeah. a tweak of a nerve or something like that, I guess you don't know the exact movement that's going to cause the issue. I think it's really hard for him. But, yes, if he's in that form again, that's great. I mean, he also got asked about Terunofuji. You know, anytime you're in a Zeki, yeah. same happens for Shodai. And, you know, Terunofuji's got promoted. They're always like, what about Terunofuji? What do you think about this? And they're like, oh, yeah. someone else asked me about Terunofuji. And, of course, Takakesho going into this Basho Kataban meeting, he needs eight wins to hang on to that uh, rank. Do you think he can do it? Yes. Great. Love your positivity. <laughs> Short eye, he's a little bit up in the air because of that elbow injury that he sustained in the training. He has been training. He's been training a lot against Yutakiyama in his stable and, you know, he's just given the, the standard answers as well. I'm going all right. Yeah. I mean, he's not a pusher thruster, Short eye. I don't no. think the elbow is a big part of his um, weapon. But he needs to flip people around on the edge. Yeah, it's true. Depends how much it's involved in that. That's true. That's true. He needs to do that. Takiyasu too, he's someone else I'm really uh, closely watching. He's in a bit of a tricky situation now. He did an interview as well and he said a lot of the usual things. He's always asked about his back and he said, I went out too hard when I was younger. I mean, he's, he's only 30 31. or whatever, 31. Not that much younger, but, you know, and he said, I damaged my back and now it's causing me all these problems and so now I'm a bit better at managing it. Fair enough. Uh, but he doesn't have anyone to train with now because... Kisnesato Araiso Oyakata now has made his own stable. Mm. So can't train with Takiyasu at uh, Taganaura anymore. And if we had a look at the kind of contractual possibilities of getting Takiyasu across? I, it would be my absolute dream. And I do feel, you know, and we're going to talk about it a little later, but that Heia has a lot of young Rikishi, 15, 16 years old. Oh, and I know Kisnesato is going to be, or I should, should say Araiso is going to be a great Oyakata, but imagine having Takiyasu there as well. Oh, and Takiyasu finally, like, wouldn't that give Takiyasu the impetus that he needs to, to get to Ozeki or to, not to get to Ozeki, he doesn't even have to do that anymore, but to win a Yusho. To win a Yusho, thank you. That's what That's he needs. That's all we need. That's all we want. That's all Araiso Oyakata wants. He's desperate for it. Why didn't he take him with him? There's mm. probably something in the rules. There's a very, very good reason, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, Hoshoryu had an interview on the 7th of September. And, you know, again, we get to see the pressure that he's oh. under from his very, very uh, famous uncle, Asashoryu. This was a bit sad, I thought. He he said, yeah, when when he does badly, of course, he gets lambasted. 
And when he does well, he hears nothing and he hasn't heard from his uncle for months, apparently. Well, that's a good sign, though. If you don't hear from us ashore, Maybe. You, it means you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you only get yells and screams, then you don't want, you don't want them. But you're right. It is sad, isn't it, that he can't, he hasn't got a good word to say about him. Yeah. It's a certain style of, of coaching, I guess, a certain style of motivation. And it's oh, yeah. very harsh. <laughs> it is very, very harsh. Uh, but either way, it's working. Yeah, he shaved his head, I saw you. I saw it on social media. Oh, okay. It looks, looks intense. <laughs> he looks even more scary than he did before. I'd really not want him to uh, ring me up right now. Yeah, Hoshori also said that he's disappointed that he, he can't fight Hakuho, so he hasn't come up against him yet and this was the time. This was the chance. So uh, another disappointing thing from him, but uh, I'm sure he's going to go really well. Are you excited to watch him? Absolutely. He'll get a go at Terunofuji, though, yeah. at Maegashiro 1 and all of the Sanyaku. So it's going to be a very interesting basho for my favourite young Rikishi. You mentioned before Araiso Bea, so... I am unashamedly a Kisuna Sato fan. He was the first guy that I absolutely loved. I don't think fan is quite strong enough. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Your first sumo obsession, I think. Yeah, just amazing guy. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm just so thrilled to see him start a stable and I feel like it's something really different in my sumo journey that it's it's a hair that I now can absolutely follow. And look into. So this is their second Vasho. And as you mentioned before, he's got a lot of young guys. He's They're all down in Johnny Dunn and John Okuchi and they're doing all right. They did all right in their first Vasho in July. There's Nishihara. He's 18 years old. Uh, Taniguchi, 16. And Kato is 15. You really feel like Araiso is playing the long game here. Yeah. And one of the things that you take from his social media uh, around the Haya is that they're attracting a lot of sponsors and companies who are willing to support them. And and that's what his name brings to something like this that will let them uh, stay operating for what, how long is this going to take this project? Five years, 10 years? Yeah. Well, they've just started building, haven't they? They've just sort of knocked the ground, opened the Mm. ground. And it's out on the the sort of outskirts or the the suburbs at least of Tokyo. And he's, didn't he do, he did a degree or he did a certificate or something in sports, sports training. So he's bringing all these new ideas in training to sumo. And yeah, I think, I think he's trying them all out on these guys. So it'll be so interesting to see what happens. He's also brought Adachi, who's been in sumo a long time. He's sort of his... Control mate, group, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, thirty-six years old hasn't seen a lot of success. Yeah, he was in Taganura with with uh, Takeyasu and Kisunasato when he was there. Word on the street is he makes a very, very good chunk call. Yeah, so, that's what he needed him for. Yeah, he's basically a chef there, and that excellent stable manager he's brought as well. But what I love about the stable as well is that is that social media presence that you mentioned. It's so fun and he got them, he sat them all in a circle and got out the camera and videoed them all doing a little introduction. Just gives me hope that maybe we'll have more and more communication. There are, um, like Naruto does a lot and, and other stables, you know, present a lot of video and a lot of information, but he's starting to as well. Yeah, and, and so encouraging to see that they're building this hair on that premise that we're going to share what we do. 
The videos was, were pretty funny, though. They were cute. Those, uh, I think it must have been Nishihara. Oh, no, probably Tadaguchi and Kato. Yeah. Looked super nervous. Yeah. And they were at the end, I think, <laughs> yeah. so they had to wait all the time. You know, They're when like, you're going oh, around a circle waiting, you know, when you've got to do those things at work where you've got to go and say something. That's right. About yourself and introduce yourself. Waiting as you go around the circle, that's my worst feeling in the world. <laughs> so I hate hard. That. Well, poor old Kato at 15, he was introduced to it early. And uh, it was lovely to see those guys. So, yeah, let's keep watching them. The Kyujo list, we've mentioned a bit of it already. So all of Miyagino. Asunyama, his slide continues. This is his third basho that he's banned. No, second, third, second. Uh, well, he'll start to slide now. So he's gone to Sekiwake. So he had the one chance at Sekiwake not to. And then he had, so it must be the Third. third. Yep. And his uh, brother in crime, Ryuden, <laughs> <Brother in crime. laughs> who's already troubling the Makushta ranks. Oh, look, uh, won't see him again this year. Asaniyama, I feel more and more sorry for him. I know the rules that he broke were really important to keep. It's not cool to break COVID rules. But then his father died and then he got COVID. So he's just had an awful year. And I, I wonder if, I wonder what's going to happen with him. Mm. It's really he, sad. I do feel that he needs sumo right now. Yeah, but he can't have it. He can't have He's it. He's got another three to go, isn't it? Six in total. Yeah, six in total. Boy. Akisayama, he's also out probably still because of that jaw injury. This is heartbreaking news. Not surprising. A, a jaw injury can take a long time to heal, plus the confidence you need uh, to put your head in. I think this is it. Yeah, he's 35. The bones don't heal as quickly as they used to. Might be over for him. He's at Makushta uh, 5 now and, you know, we'll, we'll plummet down again. If if he was back in form, he could move up, like if he could, could retain some of that form. But it's been a long time now and uh, might be the end. It might be. And I think that I feel privileged that we got to see him return to Makuchi, that, that fight out of Jurio. And then those performances that he put in were pretty solid there. Yeah, it was uh, really great to see, wasn't it? Absolutely. There's been a whole lot of birthdays, whole lot. So the 10th of September, that's, um, is that today? Yeah. Uh, is yes. it the 10th? I've totally, no, it's the 11th. Oh. Okay. So yesterday, Tatsunami Oyakata, he turned 52. So he is the stable master of Meisei Hoshoryu Aqua. Then there's just a whole lot of other guys. It was Midori Fuji, Daishoho, Kodoshoho. He had a very special birthday. We share a birthday. It's Kodoshoho. Should I say what it is? Yeah. Oh, we've said it. Yep. Yep. So happy birthday to you as well. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank did you. you have a good birthday? I had a, well, it was a lockdown birthday. Yep. I had an amazing time actually. We had a good one, didn't we? Uh, Kodoshoho, he turned 22 though. Yeah. Same as you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nishikigi, uh, Tokashori, he turned 35. I didn't think he was that old. I thought he was 32 turning 33. I think I thought he was 33 as well for mm. some reason. There you go. But yeah, he's he's in that old bracket with uh, with Tamawashi and Kyokushuho, he turned 33. He's up there as well. He's with that that uh, group of rikishi. So Asashiryu, he is the former Murato. He's uh, making his Jurio debut. Oh, no, hang on. He turned 27. Have I spoken about this new name? Yeah, what do you... I don't like it. Murato was awesome. I know Murato was great, so, wasn't it? So strong. I, I love like, saying that. It was so different. Is it? It's Asashiryu. It's it's not. I said it wrong. 
It's Asashiyu. Yeah. Asashiyu. I still feel it's just cobbling together like popular kanji. Yeah, and Whereas like Murata you're insisting like, on one one particular bit of it and then you're like, I'm not sure, I don't really yeah. mind about the rest of it. So the rest of it's given to you and then you're like, but I need the Asa or something. He should have called himself Asa Murato. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no say in this though. Well, Penna, Which... firmly worded letter. Takakesho had his birthday. He turned 25 on the 5th of August. Now, wow. he's also someone that is, in my mind, perpetually 22. <laughs> I'm sure I've said yeah. he's 22 about 50 yeah. times. Well, because, I mean, he's now on his way to 30. Um, I Yeah, 25. It's a yeah. bit of a turning point for him. Okanomi turned 36. So he's uh, he and Tamawashi, I think, are the two oldest guys in Makuchi at the moment. And Meisei, I think we missed his uh, last time around. He turned 26 uh, in July, so he got a nice birthday present with his Sekiwake promotion. Yeah, did he ever. Now, we don't have any debutants in Makuchi this time, which is a great disappointment. Yeah. But we do have people, a few people fighting at their highest rank. Of course, Terunofuji stepping up into to Yokozuna, as you just said. Meisei makes his Sekiwake debut. Hoshori, we said before, is at Maegashira 1. Kodnawaka. Maegashira 3. I am very, very interested to see how he goes at that rank. NHK World have done a little feature on him, so look that up if you're interested, sort of talking about his three-generation heritage in sumo and the, you know, the expectations and possibilities for him. Ichiyamamoto uh, is at his highest rank. So Magashira 15. This is obviously isn't his first basho. He was there last time. Yeah. But and I think he was 16 or 17 last time. He was 17. 17, yeah. And he pulled together an 8-7. Yeah, we thought he was going to go at the end. We thought he was going to drop, but I think he just got it at the end. Well, he did. He lost five of his last six bouts. Mm. So just got to uh, a winning record there, but great to see him move up a little bit. He just needs to spend some time here. It's no rush for Ichi Yamamoto. okay. That's it's the okay. Dave way. Just get an 8-7 or a 7-8. Go down a spot. Yeah. No rush though. It's fine these days, the 7-8. No problem at all. Injurio Mitoriu shafted, we should say. He was very, very unlucky at Jurio. Uh, well, he won the, the Jurio U show. Yeah. And uh, he was at was 11. Oh, no, six. six. He was at 6, yeah. To move to Jurio 1, yeah. We should be seeing him up here. Hard work. Kaisho, Bushozan, Oho, Nishikifuji, Asashiyu as well, all at their higher strengths. Hokuseiho uh, was as well, but will not be participating. Only one Intai uh, that we'll talk about this time around, and it's Shonan Zakura. So he's the guy who basically never won. Well, he did He did scrape together a few wins over his career. He won three. three. Yep. And he had 328 losses. He, to me, he was a bit of a meme of sumo that I saw people poke fun at. But to me, he represented what sumo is. It's the love of sumo. It's the going out there every day and giving it your best, even when you're a bit scared of your competition. Yeah, he tried a name change. He, I think he wanted to leave in the end. I think his stable master tried to persuade him to keep going, you know, you're like right, a, you're in a, right. In a Terunofuji style. Yeah, like, <laughs> attempt to motivate. You can't quit. <laughs> so you might now. make Ozeki like Terunofuji. You might make Yokozuna like Terunofuji. He's like, no, nah, I'll probably try something else if that's all right. So he's gone back to live with his family and I, 
I hope he finds something that he he has um, some success in because even with the spirit of sumo, I think yeah. it must become a little bit tricky every day to fail. Well, hats off to you, Shonan Azakura. Let's move on to Karaoke Corner. Yeah. Mid-August, something happened that rocked the sumo world. <laughs> Over the course of a week, Sumo Kyokai, the official YouTube account, uploaded four studio performances from four prominent rikishi, all singing a complete song of their choosing. Now, the four rikishi that we saw here featured were Terunofuji, Tobizaru, Enho, and Onosho. Bit of a change from their usually quite dank content, isn't well, it? <laughs> well, I mean, go, go and have a look at the Sumo Kyokai account. We've it just is... seen Kitnafuji making curry for <laughs> 25 minutes with his mask around look, his chin. Oh, geez. It is really, I mean, look, good on them. They're cranking out content. Yeah, I like that. But boy, if you're doing a Kitnafuji cooking segment, <laughs> you know, you need some more ideas. Anyway, these studio performances are fantastic. The YouTube page says that this, they're calling this a project. Uh, and this project is su to support essential workers during the coronavirus pandemic in Japan. And nothing would get me out on the front line more than listening to Rikishi sing. Totally. Uh, look, the, the choice of Rikishi here, though, seems a little odd. Well, Onosho would be a definite. Definite. So he's established his singing credentials. Yep. Uh, I guess Ikioi has retired, so they can't go for him anymore. Who else have we seen sing? Well, I mean, Hakuhol's the other obvious choice. He's a fantastic singer. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just does feel with Ikioi retiring, with it's it's like the sumo karaoke world needs to be rebuilt. Yeah, there's a few holes, aren't there? There are. Terunofuji, I understand they wanted to get on the Terunofuji train. So you're like, number one, we need yep. him. He's, you know, he would even trump... Um, Hakuho in, in the choices, I, I reckon, because he's yep. new and exciting. Yep. Enho, he's a bit of an obvious one because he's Enho. <laughs> and then Tobizaru. I mean, he's he's very popular. Well, I mean, the other thing to think about is that they might have booked these sessions when he was doing a little better. Oh, yes. Yep. And they're like, well, we can't, book, we can't pull out now. Yeah. Totally. I mean, they might have filmed them a long time ago when he was riding high on his on his wins. <laughs> <laughs> so the, these videos are fantastic. It has the the Rikishi miming to a performance in the studio. There's some great candid outtakes at the end. So make sure you watch these videos. How would you the rate end. their their singing out of the four? Well, well, okay. Maybe I'll talk about how we're going to do this. To me, Karaoke Corner is about finding the videos that are hard to find. So when something so great lands in your lap, I feel hollow. Yeah, it's served up to you on a platter. Exactly. It's, too easy. it's like, well, yeah, I don't deserve this. So yeah, basically, well, I can find it. So therefore, it's not good for exactly. karaoke corner. Exactly. I'm a crate digger. Do you yep. know what I mean? I yep. look for the deep dark cuts, web. Yep. dark web. We're going to spread these uh, four performances out over the next four karaoke corners. We're going to start off with Terra Fuji. I think this was the obvious choice, uh, as you said. The whole world's looking at him right now. He goes out there. He gives it his all. Let's take a listen. I love you. I'm 
That doesn't melt your heart. What about that? Turner Fuji singing I Love You to yeah. all of us yeah. is mint. I mean, if anything gets us through this pandemic, it's that vocal performance. Listen to it on the daily. What did you think of his, the tone of his voice? Oh, I thought it was really lovely. Yeah. Early on, he went high and I was like, oh, no. But then it it happened. And then, then at the end. Yeah. I do want to break something to you. Mm-hmm. I think he's been auto-tuned. No, I will now, not have it. <laughs> it doesn't sound obvious, but I do a bit of audio production and I know when auto-tunes happen. You can hear it. And you're also tipped off because in the great outtakes, you hear one of the takes of that really high part. Oh, and oh! do you think that's his take of that I bit? don't think it's the particular take, but it it's shows so funny. It shows how comfortable <laughs> he is up there and he's not very It's like this. Yeah, and he's wincing. It's so good. It's really, really worth looking at. Yeah, they might have done a bit of work. But to me, that begs the question, why didn't they do that same work on Toby Zaru's? Well, let's save that until we get to it. But maybe we'll do Toby Zaru next time. All right, let's do it. The other thing that that brings up for me is the backing tracks. Oh. They're not, I feel like, put a bit more, invest a bit more into the backing track. That one actually wasn't so bad. So maybe we can talk about it next time as well. That's just an electric piano, I guess. It's fine. But it doesn't sound like a particularly good electric piano. I know. Though. Just yeah, make it know. like support these guys with pay- a good backing track. Exactly. You're paying for studio time. You've got the cameras there. Like it's not a lot of work. Yeah. Get a real band in. Yeah. But I do think they hit the spot with this one. I think they got it right. Uh, I think his voice, yeah, I mean, he can sing in tune really well. He's a great singer. He is a great singer. He's a good singer that they've made sound great. Let me tell you a little bit little bit about this song though, because I wanted I didn't know this song. Uh-huh. So I looked it up. It's uh, obviously called I Love You by Ozaki Yutaka. He's a he was a singer-songwriter who rose to fame at the age of 15 in the 80s. Um Ozaki died tragically at the age of 26. Wow. Um and he was found unconscious, like drugged, drunk and naked in a Tokyo alleyway. Rumor has it that he was he had small cuts all over him. What? He was taken to hospital but died there. Um, homicide was suspected but no charges were ever laid. So What? Yeah. So given that apparently what they said on the, on the description of the YouTube videos, the Rikishi chose these songs themselves. Wow. So I think when you listen to that, it's a very, very beautiful song. Yeah. Um, but knowing that the singer died tragically and mysteriously... Uh, lends a bit of weight to it as well. God, there's a crime podcast episode in that. I thought exactly the same thing. I listened thing. to that that crime podcast the, in, from Japan for ages. What was yeah, it called? Yeah, I can't remember. Crime in Japan. But it was, it, it was more um, ghost children on mysterious islands kind of crime, right? It was pretty horrendous, actually. Yeah, I remember listening to the first episode. I'm like, wow, I this is... I feel like there's not a lot of crime, not a whole lot of crime in Japan, but when it happens, it's like real yeah. bad. <laughs> There was some shocking yeah. stuff in there. Anyway, yep. which matches up to what you've just said about uh, Ozaki. Yeah. So a pretty interesting story behind that song. Uh, so as we said, the three others we're going to bring you over the next three basho mm-hmm. are Tobizaru, Onosho and Enho. Interesting to see the views across these videos though. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go from lowest to highest. Okay. 
Oh, gosh, could I guess? Well, could you guess? Who do you think has the highest amount of views? Well, I would say Enho. You're wrong. Okay. Uh, should I have another guess? <laughs> have another well, guess. Well, there's only four. Yeah. Terana Fuji. Yeah. So Terana Fuji is leading the pack on 123,000. Uh-huh. Enho is 79,000. Is that second top though? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a long way behind. It's though, a long way it? behind. Um, and uh, like, as you said, like everyone loves Enho. We'll get into more about his performance in the future. Onosho is behind on 49,000 and then poor old Tobizaru came last on 39,000. So, you know, get out there, watch the videos of your favourite multiple times. Let's see if we can pump those Tobizaru numbers up. Yeah, let's get Tobizaru up (laughs) up past Onosho. I feel like Onosho has missed out there because his is really, really beautiful. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, The next selection I've got for you, I found deep on the dark web. This is from a Mongolian festival that was held in Japan in May 2013 in Harugoka Park in Tokyo. Uh, A crew of Mongolian rikishi turned up to close the festival. This crew included Hakuho, Kakuryu, Tamawashi and Terunofuji. Now, Hakuho gave a bit of a speech. Uh, Then the rikishi step in front of the stage and the band start up, listen to this introduction and listen to how excited Hakuho gets. Okay. The the woo was good, but then the huh was a bit disturbing. I I wonder whether the boys hadn't been on the Mongolian beer the afternoon. I think that might have been. I mean, he was obviously keen to, he was, he was trying to get the crowd into it. He was. He's a hype merchant. He certainly is. Uh, and what about that guitar playing? It's like Hendrix at Woodstock. Like, yeah, it's really coming at you, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but that, the intro goes on forever and, you know, all the ricochet are lined up looking a bit awkward. When they get going, <laughs> this is a garbage fire. Okay. We, we watch the video together. Yeah. Huckahall starts off. We're going to talk you through it as we listen to it. Huckahall starts off. He knows the song. Hands the mic across to Kakryu, who yeah, doesn't so, know the song. Yeah, this was one you I was privileged enough yeah. to get a, a little a previewing preview. on. And Kakryu, so Hakuho's coming to the end of the phrase. Kakryu suddenly has whipped a um, yeah, phone. phone out of his belt. He's frantically scrolling. And I think he's trying to find the lyrics <laughs> because Hakuho passes him the microphone. He takes it. He looks at the microphone looks back up at the crowd and just doesn't do anything, looks at his phone. Hakuho's like looking at him going, this is your turn, this is your turn. He And he sings a bit of it. It's not very convincing. Well, I think they get to the like, the yeah, high like, yep. you'll hear it. Kakuryu then hands the, the microphone off to Tamawashi. Tamawashi doesn't even bother getting out his phone to find the lyrics. He just like. He, he just doesn't say anything. Looks around at the band. And then comes in on this high bit that we're going to point out. The high bit is the climax. The high bit is the the best bit of this song. And look, this is about us bringing you the realities of sumo karaoke. It's not all studio bits with nice camera angles and auto-tune. This is reality. Now Ikioi is gone, we get to hear reality karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a listen. So this is Hakuho yet. Yeah. And there is a singer in the band, we should say, too. The high bit. 
there's the high bit. Okay, doesn't want to hog the limelight, hands off to Kakuryu at this point. Brings the tones. Goes for it. Everyone knows this bit. Okay, at this point we have the handoff to Tamawashi. <laughs> Just only knows that one bit, but when he gets to it, absolutely goes for yeah, it. Yeah, because the bit you can hear before is the guy in the band. So it sounds like he's singing, but it's just the band guy and then you hear just Tamawashi just up Go there. Go for it. it. It's a beautiful video. We'll we'll post links to this. Yeah. Um, it really helps to see the vision actually because um, they're all really confused. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, you're right. Listening to the audio, it sounds more together than the yeah, video, exactly. watching the video. Because it's that it's the band guy just holding the fort. <laughs> and just just, pe just everyone looking around. Like, yeah. did they not rehearse this? Yeah. Well, obviously not. Uh, but a magic moment. Well, and that's a gem. Thank you for bringing no that problems. to us. Um, and, and great to see the, the Mongolian lineup at that point. Of course. Arawashi was there too, I should oh, say. Oh, Arawashi was there. Arawashi. Of course. Only days after that performance, uh, Hakuhoro went on to win the uh, Natsu Basho of 2013. So it was during the Basho? No, it was the week before yeah, that right. performance. Uh, he went 15-0 and he left behind Kisnasaru on 13-2. and two. Mm. So he was at the height of his powers. Okay, that brings us to our last selection. This is the diamond in the rough. Mm. All the way from the deepest recesses of the dark web, <laughs> I bring you an artist by the name of Nishida Atsuhiro. He, I would describe, is an independent artist. Uh, the video Not signed to a label? I don't think so. He doesn't have representation. Uh -huh. You know, I'll, I'll sign him. I think he's brilliant. He's written a song uh, that featured all of the Makuchi Rikishi in the Haru Basho from this year. That's a lot of rikishi. Yep. The song is quite long. It goes for about five minutes, but he gets everyone in there. Not only has he written a song and recorded a song that features every rikishi from that basho, in the video, which is filmed in his bedroom of him singing the song, he has a hand-drawn portrait on screen that he has done of every rikishi. Some better than others. This... I don't think the word polymath is too much for this guy. It's he, very impressive, isn't it? Is it is very, very impressive. Let's take a listen. Yes. 
Oh, I wish we Kono could. Echo. I wish we could do a whole episode just on this song. This is genius. He's so clear as well. He is very, very clear. You probably picked up a few. Diamami. Yep. Uh, Kaisei. Uh, it was. Uh, you heard Hidnomi. Hidnomi. So Yutakiyama. So what Nishid has done here is he's included a fact along with every Rikishi name. So some of the ones you might have heard there, Kaisei, who likes cola too much. Uh, Hidnumi, who despite liking raw fish, won't go near fried fish. I don't know what his sources are <laughs> How does on this he fit info. all that into the line? Well, you can you, see him like wrapping a couple of lines real quick. You can hear how fast he gets. Uh, the interesting one here is... Koto Echo, mm-hmm. uh, the, the final line that we heard there, he calls Koto Echo out as looking like a famous Japanese comedian and TV personality, Hollywood Zatoshisho. Mm-hmm. Uh, I showed you a photo <laughs> of Hollywood. What did you think? Well, <laughs> it, it wasn't exactly right, was it? No, well, that's interesting you say that because you're very quick to say someone looks like someone I else. always think people look like people. <laughs> you do. It's weird. <laughs> and I always think people look like my dad. Yeah, I know. That's Everyone weird. looks like your dad. Yeah. Um, so what we've got here, <clears throat> can you move your phone or turn it off? Can you turn it on to airplane mode? Has it been buzzing? Oh, I just heard it then. I don't think it did. I can hear it. Okay. Ah, so what do we got to? So, <clears throat> so what we have here is an amazing song, but interesting facts that I've never heard before about any of these ricochets. How does he know this stuff? I don't know. I think a lot of it is based on his own opinion. Uh, later in the song, you hear Okonomi described as cool beauty. Oh yeah, and you told me another one, Miyagiryu doesn't like pork in his ramen. Yeah. So this was, this is an amazing song. Oh, sure. he called him a sweet voice, has S- a sweet, sweet voice. Sweet voice. I mean, he, I, I believe him when he says this stuff. Yeah. Who was the very first person? Diamami. Diamami. So he said he's growing like a pea sprout. Uh-huh. Like I mean, March getting... was a different time, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it could be a Japanese joke, like a play on words or something. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I'm giving you very literal translations. We we had a look at this video and we it was like Reiwa 3 Harubasha, which is like the third year of the Reiwa era. And I thought we're in the third year of the Reiwa era. But at the end of the video, he gets to Kakriyu and we're like, well, Kakriyu wasn't around in March. He's retired. It's the time dilation of COVID. I would have said that Kakriyu retired a year and a yeah. half ago, <laughs> but he was still on the Banzuke in March. In March, yeah. So... You need to check this video out. I've had a look at his channel. Uh, he's got some kind of skits and comedy stuff. Uh, this is the only sumo song. I'm going to write to Nishida because we need to know more about this person. Mm. Um, we need more songs like this. I know it'd be a big commitment to do this song every basho, but we're out here doing this podcast every day. I know. Just just put in and give us a song every basho, please. <laughs> well, maybe we'll drop a few of the other facts if... I mean, I can't do it, but you, you <laughs> listen through and do some translation. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll bring those up throughout the Basho, I yeah. think. But Nishida-san, thank you very much. Amazing work, mate. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Karaoke Corner, it's an absolute delight every single time. Well, we can move to day one now because we are nearly, we're getting closer and closer to the actual time where we're going to be sitting down and watching some sumo. Day one in Makuchi we'll, we'll concentrate on, although as usual we'll be doing our jurio commentary 
We're going to do it in a very special format this time around. Yeah, we're going to be streaming live on Twitch. So vision, audio, we are going to be doing live commentary over Jurio. Uh, we'll put our Twitch channel up on uh, our socials, yep. but join us in the minutes leading up to the start of Jurio. Yeah, the minutes. We literally <laughs> hit go. There's a lot start. of running around before we stream, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's something I'm really enjoying. It's fun, isn't it? We're, we're big Jurio fans. We watch that division very, very closely. Uh, and I think the thing that's made it most enjoyable for me, we have been doing it through our podcast provider, just doing the audio stream. The, the friends that come along and share Jurio with us. Yeah, you guys are amazing. So come and join us. Uh, we'll, we'll be putting all the links up. Fingers crossed it Fingers works. Fingers crossed. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Give it a go. Anyway, day one matchups uh, in Makuchi. As you said, Ichi Nojo goes up against Terra de Fuji. Look, second last bout of the day, Shodai takes on Hoshoryu. Yeah. I mean, yep. what about? I mean, we go straight into it, don't we? We do, because we do. No mucking around. Takakesho and Hokuto Fuji. Huge history between those two. Mitakumi and Takanosho. I still think of Takanosho basically as a Sekiwake. So to me, that's a Sumo Manichi Sekiwake matchup. <laughs> and at Maigashira 1, Takanosho, this is a big basho for him. He yeah. needs to put in a powerful performance here. Say very loudly, very clearly, I'm back in Sanyaku. Absolutely. May say. Uh, Shin Sekiwake is up against Kiribayama. Yeah, what a... Hard work on the first day. I mean, there's no easy passes here, are there? No, absolutely not. Takiyasu takes on Wakataka Kage and you talk about easy passes. There are none. I, to to sneak into our predictions, this is not a prediction, but it's something I'm really interested in in watching and it's Wakataka Kage because I don't know how he's going to bounce back from doing so badly yeah. last time and just that real dint in his confidence and losing bouts that he should have been winning. How's this guy, this is his biggest test so far, I would say, how's this guy going to bounce back? I, I completely agree. I, I think you're right, it's the confidence. He'll be fighting very similar people. Mm. He gets another shot at it. It was 5-10 last time at his Komasubi debut. Look, Kachikoshi will be enough for him this time <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> I think so. The other Magashira 3 is Kodunawaka, and he's my other uh, big watch point. Just thrilled to see what he's going to do here. He's got Tamawashi on day one, who's fought his way back to Magashira 4. And rightly so, I've got to say. It's where he deserves to Absolutely. be. Let's look out for Ura. He's at Magashira 6. Yes. Highest rank in he's a long time. He's my other time. big pick. Uh, has Takara Fuji on day one? Oh, boy. As long as he doesn't get an injury, I don't really mind what happens there. Looking down the list, uh, what else? Endo, he's fighting at Maigashira 11. Mm. Comes up against Myogiryu, who doesn't like pork on his ramen. Yeah, that's what we've learned today. <laughs> Tochinoshin and Kotoeko should be interesting because Kotoeko back at Maigashira 11 should be feeling a lot well, better. True, but it, could you pick two Rikishi who are more down on their luck at yeah. the moment? I mean, Kotoeko has struggled to find form this year. Mm. Yutaki Yama. Oh, well, sorry. I was just going to say, we haven't heard the theme song for quite a while. Oh, I know. We just want to hear it. Do you think we'll hear it this time? Oh, well, I said yes last time. So I'm going to say no this time, just so maybe it will actually happen. Uh, since September last year, he's had two winning records. Yeah. And if you're a new uh, listener to Sumo Monichi, you wouldn't have even heard the Koto Echo theme song. Wow. So we're not going to play it now. It's It's when we deserve it. And by we, I mean Koto Echo, and it's when he gets a Kachikoshi. It's a special treat and it's a banger. Yutaki Yama 
I'm looking out for him as usual. He's at my share of 14. He's got Kaisei on mm. day one, two big guys. And Mitoriu comes up from Jurio. So not only oh, what a slap did in he the not face. make it to Makuchi, they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have enough people now. Slap You've got to face. go against Shionakuni, whose place you probably should have taken. Oh, well, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hang Uh-oh. on. And look, Mitoriu, congratulations on that you show. Gina Cooney needs to go out there and stomp him tomorrow. I, I'm really interested to see Gina Cooney just to see how his his form is looking, mm. in terms of how he's carrying that injury mm. or injuries, I should say. Also, we've said that we should start talking about Chiamaru again because for some reason, we never mention him anymore. He's Magashira sixteen, Mister Sumo. He's up against Tokashoryu, the birthday boy. Well, it's a while ago now. <laughs> the two Magashira 16s up against each other. Uh, so that's tomorrow. Yeah. So much to look forward Ooh. to. We're heading into 15 straight days of podcasting and I can't wait. What are your predictions? My predictions. For the U show. I think, I think Terence Fuji is going to win. Mm-hmm. I think he'll probably only drop one. It'll be a 14-1 win. And my... Who will that one be against? <laughs> it'll be someone like weird, like yeah. Kiribayama. Uh, my wild card is Mitakumi. Oh, wow. He actually got interviewed too, but in a Mitakumi style, we didn't even bother mentioning it because <laughs> he always does and he's been in What's he saying? Sanyaku for so long. He said um, that he... Well, it was actually quite specific, his interview. Let me see if I can remember. He was talking about... Um, how he broke Mawashi grips. So I don't know if he was asked that. I mean, go back and look at, at Sumo Follower's Twitter. She uh, translates that interview. But it was um, specifically that Hakuho, he had been inspired or he had been told by Hakuho a way to break grips and grips on his own Mawashi. And he was thinking about how to implement that and how to, um, that he felt like he knew how to do it, but he hadn't been able to put it into action properly. I, th- I kind of feel like that kind of interview answer, it's a bit too, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, it's very different you know, it's from Takakei shows because, yeah. I mean, I guess they're running out of things to ask Mitakumi because he's been up there for so long. I mean, he's he, he really does have the same problem as Takiyasu now, that he doesn't have people to train against in his hair. Mm. We've said it uh, quite often. He has to just do Batsugari against the lower guys. And the um, big wooden pole, I think, is his pole. biggest <laughs> yeah, competition. His biggest competitor. And look, maybe he's very media savvy. You know, one of the things they say in media training is is to you answer the question you want to answer. Oh, yeah. So the, the question could have been, Mitakumi, mate, what's going on with the mind? And he goes, well, look, it's all about getting the right hand, breaking that grip, just like Hakuho did. Do you know? Yeah. Get your message across. Yeah. That's what he wants to talk about. He wants to distract his opponents exactly. with <laughs> thinking about how he's going to break their Mawashi grip. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe it's about Terunofuji. Maybe it's a direct challenge to Terunofuji because he wants to get on the belt. He's saying, come at me. I know how to break your grip now. So oh subliminally, God, win. <laughs> subliminally calling out Terunofuji. We're in the vortex guy. after... <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes of talking about him. He hasn't faced up to anyone. We are we now are spinning around. We are now convinced that he will take the U show. He will beat Terunofuji. <laughs> he is mentally ready. <laughs> so, exactly how many days will it take for us to re- retract that comment? 
I'd say two. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. As we said before, uh, tomorrow we're going to be live streaming on our Twitch channel, Jurio, in the minutes leading up to it. We'll be here every day. Uh, Mainichi. <laughs> covering the sumo from this very exciting Aki Basho. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow. See you then. Yeah,